Well, good morning, everyone. It's just as quiet like it needs to be, should be. We want to welcome everybody here this morning to our morning worship service here at the Church of Christ and meets here at 904 Lawrence Avenue. It's good to see each and every one of you here on this uh, beautiful morning, and beautiful because we're alive and able to walk in this building. So we are uh, thankful for your presence. Uh, good to see Sister Easley having, having you back with us. You've been missed. Uh, good to have you back in town and you know you enjoying being back home. And also those that are visiting with us on this day, we're happy to have you. We do have a visitor, <coughs> Ashley. Uh, Ashley, is this Lon? Pronounce your last name? Lon, okay, happy to have you here with us. Uh, baptized by Brother Phillips at the, at the 7th Avenue congregation way back. So happy to have you here with us. Uh, Sister Ashley, encourage you to come back. And again, if you are visiting with us this day, we want to welcome you here to Lawrence Avenue. Amen. Ask again that we check your cell phones. Make sure that your cell phone is off or on solid. <clears throat> we don't want any uh, disturbances during our service. No food or drink allowed into the auditorium, please. This is a place of worship. We want our focus to be on that. Our announcements. <clears throat> Brother Robert McLean is now uh, at Richland Place uh, Center for his rehab, and he is receiving visitors in room number 203B for his rehab. He is getting stronger and, and, and ready to come home, <laughs> definitely so. Uh, but he is getting stronger and still continuing to need that strengthening before he's released. So we appreciate your prayers and keep him in prayer for his health and strength. Our sympathy goes out to uh, the oldest family on the passing of Brother Sam and Brother Willie Otis's oldest brother, Paul Otis, who passed away last week in Indianapolis, Indiana. And the services is this Saturday, so we want to keep their family in prayer. Okay. Just got handed uh, their sister, Tara Fleming, is in Vanderbilt Hospital. She went through ER last night and asking for our prayers. Sister Andrea Jackson's surgery last week went well, and she is home recovering. <clears throat> Sister Pilla is visiting this on this Lord's Day. The funeral service for Brother Ernest Ford, who is, in, who is the nephew and family member of Sister Rebecca Carruthers and cousin of William and Don Carruthers, uh, that service will be Friday, August the 11th at the Schrader Lane Church of Christ, Visitation, 10 a.m., followed by the funeral at 11. Our prayers go out to the Carruthers family and Ford family. <clears throat> Sister Cora Pinkerton became ill uh, with a virus while she was visiting her daughter in Virginia. She is now home and recovering. She is trying to uh, quietly recover from this vi virus and asking at this time for no phone calls or visits until further notice from her daughter. So we're glad that she made it home, 
uh, and let's pray for her continuing strength and her health. Soon if we're able to call church, please do so. But one thing we can always do, always and now, that is pray. Amen. Prayer request for uh, Gina, uh, the, uh, the daughter of Brother Phillips, um, Brother uh, King, I want to call him James, uh, uh, who is in Centennial Hospital. I want to pray for Gina and also for Jean, Brother Phillips' wife. Our traveling grace for Sister Green and Brother Taylor Moore, who will be traveling this week. Let's keep them in prayer for traveling grace. <clears throat> Birthdays for August. August the 1st, Michael Jackson. The 3rd, Wanda Luster and Darnell Felton. The 6th, which is today, uh, Stacy McLean. The 7th, Harold Cato. The 9th, Melanie McLean, the 11th, Kiera Fleming, the 13th, Darlene Spence, the 19th, Bryson Thompson, and the 24th, Gladys Easley. Anniversaries for August is Evelyn and Daryl Pillar, August the, 8th, August the 8th. So may God bless you as you make another birthday. <clears throat> Area announcements. August the 12th, a youth rally at the 40th Avenue Church of Christ, and that time is 10 a.m. It says light breakfast served at 9.30 a.m. <clears throat> Brotherhood Churches of Christ, next meeting will be tomorrow, Monday, August the 7th, at the Old Hickory Boulevard Church of Christ uh, at 7.30 p.m. <clears throat> and we got a letter from the uh, North Haiti Church of Christ, in which uh, Brother Garkin uh, is one of the evangelists there, uh, that we gave a donation for several months ago. He said, with your donation, we were able to send money to help uh, seminars in Colombia. The brethren in Peru were able to buy some more equipment for the church and school. The brethren in Pajar, Peru, were able to distribute more Bibles and had more studies. Uh, some had changed to some villages to preach the gospel. We plan to go to Peru, back to Peru in September. We were able also to have Haitians in Dominican Republic uh, that had trouble sometimes without having documents to freely go to church service. Isn't that amazing? To have to have documents to worship God. But they are doing so anyway and praying for us. So church, let's pray for that. And, and thankful that we had the means to, able, to be able to support this mission work. So let's church truly keep them in our prayers. We don't realize how blessed and thankful we are. Now order service. Singing, Brother Micah Jackson. Scripture in prayer, Brother Tyrone Moore. Sermon, Brother Arnold Spivey. Our prayer for offering and Lord's Supper, Brother Trenton Moore, Brother Gift, if you would do our prayer. I forgot to get to you. Our closing prayer, Brother Danny Gift. Our collection, Brother Trenton Moore and Brother Curtis McLean. We thank you for your time and attention. Let's now prepare for our worship service. Good morning. 
we will open with page number 200. That is page 200. Hallelujah, praise Jehovah. Let us all sing. Hallelujah, praise Jehovah, for the heavens praise his name. Praise Jehovah in the highest, all his angels praise proclaim. All his hosts together praise him, sun and moon and stars on high. Praise him, O ye heaven of heavens, and ye floods above the sky. Let them praises give Jehovah, for his name alone is high. And his glory is exalted, and his glory is exalted, and his glory is exalted far above the earth and sky. Let them praises give Jehovah, they were made at his command. Then forever he established, his decree shall ever stand. From the earth, O oh, praise Jehovah, all ye floods, ye dragons, all. Fire and hell and snow and vapors, stormy winds that hear him call. Let them praises give Jehovah, for his name alone is high. And his glory is exalted, and his glory is exalted, and his glory is exalted far above the earth and sky. Okay. For our first song selection, we'll all know page number 679. Oh, wait, excuse me, 822. Yeah, 822. For our first song selection, we all know it's page 822. Heaven came down. We'll be noticing the first and the second verse of page 822. All found, let us all sing. Oh, what a wonderful, wonderful day, day I will never forget. After I'd wandered in darkness away, Jesus, my Savior, I met. Oh, what a tender, compassionate friend, he met the need of my heart. Shadows dispelling with joy I am telling He made all the darkness depart 
Heaven came down and glory filled my soul. When at the cross the Savior made me whole, my sins were washed away and my night was turned to day. Heaven came down and glory filled my soul. Born of the Spirit with life from above into God's family divine. Justified fully through Calvary's love. Oh, what a standing is mine. And the transaction so quickly was made When as a sinner I came Riches offered with sorry. Say me, oh, praise is their name Heaven came down and glory filled my soul When at the cross the Savior made me whole My sins were washed away And my night was turned to day Heaven came down and glory filled my soul And I'll be led in scripture, reading, and prayer. This morning's scripture reading will be coming from 2 Timothy, the chapter is 3, verse 1. That is Second Timothy, chapter 3, and the verse is 1. Reading from the King James Version. This know also that in the last days perilous times shall come. Let's pray and pray. Our Father, which art in heaven, the God that knows and sees all things, the God that giveth, and the God that taketh away, blessed be thy name. Amen. Heavenly Father, we are thankful for such a beautiful day, Heavenly Father, that you have allowed us to make it here safely. Thank you for the Bible studies we had thus far. We we thank you for the health and strength you afford us from day to day. We thank you, for Heavenly Father, for the place that we live, the, the vehicles that we drive, the clothes on our backs. And we pray, Heavenly Father, that we do not take these things for granted. Realizing, Heavenly Father, it was you who made us and not we ourselves. Heavenly Father, we thank you for such a beautiful day that you 
allow us to wake up to, and we thank you, Heavenly Father, for allowing us to make it this day thus far from the earliest distance world now down to this present moment of time. We pray, Heavenly Father, this time for your son's body all over this land and country, but especially the one that meets here at 904 Lawrence Avenue. We pray, Heavenly Father, we'll all be found doing those things that will be pleasing except to thee, that we shine that which is evil and do that which is good. We pray, Heavenly Father, that we all realize that the church is being attacked from all sides. And we pray, Heavenly Father, that we are trying to remain strong and firm on your word, that we do so and give all praise and honor to thee. At this time, Heavenly Father, we want to remember those that are less fortunate, those that are living in cardboard boxes, on the bridges, in the woods, and, and those that are just, just trying to do the best that they can with what they have. We pray in the Father that we do not look down on anyone unless we are looking down to help pick them up. We pray in the Father for peace and unity all over this land and country. We are praying in the Father for the war that's going on in Ukraine against Russia. We pray in the Father for the lives that are being lost over one person or a handful of people that's trying to rule the world. We pray in the Father for each family that has lost loved ones. We pray in the Father you Wrap love and text them around and keep them in your care. Not only just on one side, but both sides. We pray in the Father as we go through this day, we go through this life, that we strive to put a mind on things heaven above, not things on this earth. We pray in the Father, we remember those that are incarcerated. We pray in the Father, you grant them all the things you say stand in need of, but especially those of the household of faith. We are praying, Heavenly Father, also for those that are dealing with all different types of issues of life. We pray in the Father for those dealing with bereavement, those that are in live hospital facilities, nursing homes, rehab facilities, emergency rooms, intensive care units, hospitals, wherever they may be, but especially those of the household of faith. We are praying in the Father for the doctors, the nurses, the caregivers, all those that play a part in the medical field as a whole. And we pray in the Father you will grant each one the things that they stand in need of, but especially those of the household of faith. We're praying in the Father for each one, each individual here this morning. We pray in the Father you grant each one the things they stand in need of. We pray in the Father for their families or for whatever things they're going through. We pray in the Father for those that are visiting with us this day. We pray in the Father that something may be said that may be able to help them along the way. We pray in the Father that something be said that will help us all along the way, that we may live the life before the world, that the world may know and see there is wrath and serving you, which is the true and living God. At this time, in the Father, we pray for the one that's going to stand before us shortly. We pray in the Father, you grant him the things you see he's standing in need of and the things that he want to bring out to us this day. We'll be pleased and accept thee. We pray in the Father for his family. We pray in the Father, as we go through this day, we remember those that are doing mission work overseas that are especially trying to spread your true gospel. We pray in the Father, therefore, we have the opportunity to give those calls. We do so liberally and give our praise and honor to you. And pray, and Father, also for those that are doing mission work as far as trying to get food, water, and aid to those poverty-stricken countries also. Pray, and Father, you watch over them. We pray, and Father, as we go through this day, we go through this life, that we give all praise and honor to thee and realize, Heavenly Father, that we cannot make it without thee, but with thee we can. These men are blessing favors. It is in your Son, Jesus Christ's name, we do pray and ask it all. Amen. Like to market our song of invitation will be taken from page 556. Our song of invitation will be taken from page 556 if you like to market. 
And before this message this morning, we will all notice page 679. That is page 679. They'll know we are Christians. Page 679. All found? Let us all sing. We are one in the Spirit, we are one in the Lord. We are one in the Spirit, we are one in the Lord. And we pray that our unity may one day be restored. And they'll know we are Christians by our love, by our love. Yes, they'll know we are Christians by our love. We will walk with each other. We will walk hand in hand. We will walk with each other. We will walk hand in hand. And together we'll spread the news that God is in our land. And they'll know we are Christians by our love, by our love. Yes, they'll know we are Christians by our love. All praise to the Father from whom all things come. And all praise to Christ Jesus, his only Son. And all praise to the Spirit who makes us one. And they'll know we are Christians by our love, by our love. Yes, they'll know we are Christians by our love. And they'll know we are Christians by our love, by our love. Yes, they'll know we are Christians by our love. Good morning. morning. Do you love me this morning? Because he just said now. They'll know that we are Christians by our love. So let me ask you again, uh, do, do we love each other? Yes, sir. All right, then the world should be able to see it. Is that all right? Because you know we serve a good God. Now, if you were here and you heard our announcements this morning, you know that there are some hearts that are heavy. And if your faith is, is not strong, times like these can, can wear on your faith. But I want you to know this morning that we serve a God that is able. Yes. We, we serve a God that's able to go far beyond whatever your expectation might be. Uh, yeah. he, he, he's more than a good God. He is more than able. When you get to the place that where you think God ought to be, hmm. he's going on further ahead to make provisions for you. He is a God that when you bring burdens to him, he's able to make your burdens lighter. He is a God that is able to fulfill every request you can make. He is a God 
that is able. So if your hearts are heavy this morning, you should leave here with them just a, a little bit lighter, knowing that you are a child of God. So I want to say this morning, welcome home. Welcome to the family reunion. Because this is the place where the true family of God meets. When one hurts, we all should hurt. So we should be lifting up prayers this morning to those that are heavy hearted. If you are heavy hearted this morning and you don't let us know, then we can't pray for you. He is a good God, as we always say. It is evident by the fact that as a new day broke this morning, he once again looked down from the coast of heaven, and he still found favor in us. So he has given us a new day. He has given us another opportunity to do as he has commanded, and that is to worship him in spirit and in truth. And he's given us, through his goodness, another opportunity to work out our soul's salvation. If it was heard this morning when Brother Moore was here and he read into your hearing our scriptural text this morning from the book of 2 Timothy chapter 3 and verse number 1, it says now, but know this, that in the last days, perilous times will come. It fascinates me sometimes to to hear people say, um, are we living in the last days now? Because, you know, we, we, times, are, times are hard. Times have been hard for a long time. We've been living in the last days for a long time. So that's what I want us to discuss this morning um, in these last days. Because, see, more than us worrying about if these are the last days, we need to be concerned about what's going to happen during these last days. So turn with me, if you will. And I want to read the rest of chapter 3 so we can get an understanding of what's going on. Because, see, first of all, we have to realize that this is Paul talking to Timothy. It's an old preacher talking to a young preacher. Is that all right this morning? So he's going to give him some wisdom. He's going to tell him some things that can help him along the way. Verse number one says now, but know this. And then there's the comma. But know this, that in these last days, perilous times will come. He says, now, for, for men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, slanderers, without self-control, brooder, despisers of good. Have I, have I come down your street yet? Mm. Now, if I come down your street, wave at me. Throw your hand up. Speak to me. Do something so I know it, okay? Now, he says now they're going to be traitors, headstrong, haughty, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of good. Did somebody call my name? <laughs> lovers of 
lovers of God, having a form of godliness, but denying its power. And from such people, he says, now, turn away. He says, now, for of this sort are those who creep in the households and make captive of gullible women loaded down with sins, led away by various lusts, always learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Somebody wave at me. Okay. He says, now, Noah's Janus and Jambres resisted Moses. So do these also resist the truth. He says, now, men of corrupt minds disapprove concerning the faith. He says, now, but they will progress no further. For their folly will be made manifest to all. And theirs also was. But now, verse 10 says, now, but you have carefully followed my doctrine. My manner of life, my purpose, my faith, my long-suffering, my love, my perseverance. Verse 11 says, now, persecutions, afflictions, which happened to me at Antioch, and Iconium, and Lystra, what persecutions I endured. And out of them, all the Lord delivered me. He's a good God. Paul, he went through some stuff. He was beaten. He was shipwrecked. A number of times. And we complain about the little stuff mm. <clears throat> that we have to go through today. Mm-hmm. We ought to be ashamed of ourselves, <laughs> church. Verse 12 says, now, yes, and all <clears throat> excuse me, who desire to live godly in Christ Jesus will suffer mm-hmm. persecution. Amen. Have you been persecuted this morning? Because, see, if you haven't had some type of persecution, I'm going to say it again now. Verse 12 says, yes, and all who desire to live godly in Christ Jesus will suffer some persecution. So if you're not suffering, check yourself. Because, see, the world should be able to see a difference in you. And when the world sees a difference in you, they're going to treat you a little bit different. But 13, verse 13 says, now, but evil men and imposters will grow worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. Now, but, but it says now, but you must... Continue in the things which you have learned and been assured of, knowing from whom you have learned them, and that from childhood you have known the holy scriptures, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. Highlight this. Put a star beside verse number 16. For it says, now all scripture. It's given by inspiration of God. And it's profitable for doctrine, reproof, correction, for instruction in righteousness. The Bible's not going to teach you how to be a fool. The Bible is going to teach you how to live a righteous life. Verse 17 says, why, Brother Spivey? So that the man of God 
may be perfect, may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. Is that all right this morning? Let's use for a topic this morning. In these last days. In these last days. As I said before, we have an a old preacher writing or, 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 or talking to a young preacher. Now, see, we, we, we all need encouragement. Mm-hmm. Brother McLean and, and Brother Otis need to sometimes pull me to the side and give me some encouragement. We all need to be encouraged from time to time. But this old preacher is going to drop some knowledge on this young preacher. And that's okay because we need it sometimes. But he says now, he's doing this to, to encourage him. He's telling him some things to, to build up his faith. He's writing to Timothy, to, Timothy to, to, to strengthen his faith, if you will. He's not writing to Timothy to break him down. <clears throat> you know how you want to do sometimes? You, you, you know, I, I heard the message that you preached this morning, but I really didn't like it. Brother Russ Cheek told me a long time ago, he said, Brother Spivey, when you decide to be a preacher, your skin needs to get just a little bit tougher. Took me a while to figure out what he was talking about. But see, but you do, you, you, you have to have thick skin because, see, people will say things to you sometimes. Now, the way that you hear it might not be the way that they intended it to be, but nevertheless, it hurts. Now, I'm okay, I'm, let me give you a sidebar right here. When we wake up in the morning, some of us, the first thing we do is we arm ourselves. Bear with me. We come into the house of God strapped. We come into the house of God locked and loaded, Amen. ready to fire off some shots. And, and, and the first brother or sister that we see sometimes, we start firing off. And that's why when you look at the church sometimes, there are a lot of walking wounded in the church. Sometimes there are some dead men walking. And you know how they get hit? They get hit by friendly fire because we're locked and loaded. And you know what our weapon of choice is? There it is, right there. So Paul is telling Timothy now, in these last days, some perilous times are going to come. And as we make our way, as we digress our way through this, through this lesson this morning, you're going to see, and it's going to be interesting, who Paul is talking about. When you see who it is that he's describing in these verses, he says now, times are are going to be hard in these last days. Times are are going to be difficult. But he says now, we've got to be be sure that we understand that, that, that 
Paul was not talking about a time that was to come some, some 2,000 years in the future. The last days had already begun. That's what the Hebrew writer said. In Hebrews chapter 1 and verses 1 and 2, he says, Now, a, 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 a long time ago, God spoke to us by the fathers and, and the prophets, but he says, but now in these last days, he speaks to us by his son, whom he appointed to be heir of all things. To him also he created the worlds. So we're already living in the last days. So Paul tells Timothy now, trouble hmm. is on the way. Troublesome times are here. And you need to be, to be ready for it. Because, see, we're going to continue in these last days until the heavens open up. And Christ appears. We're going to continue to live. In the last days, what are you saying, Brother Spivey? It's going to continue to get worse. Well, the world, the, the, the world is not what it used to be. We're not living to stay here in this world. Think about it. If the world offered you everything that you wanted, if the world gave you everything that you needed, would you ever want to leave? That's the vice of Satan. Satan gives you what you want right now. God says, you know what? You got to stick to the plan and you got to wait a while to get it. But see, some of us are like me. You get impatient sometimes and you want what Satan has to offer right now. So you take whatever the world has to offer you and you turn your back on the greatest gift that's ever been given. See, Satan fixes this thing up over here to make it pleasurable for you. You don't have to answer to anybody. But when you turn your life over, you get a new master. <laughs> and the new master says, this is how you have to live if you want to receive what I have to give you. He says, now you need to set your mind. On things above. Don't be so much concerned with what's going on down here. Set your mind on things above. But in these last days, people's minds are going to change. So when you turn the news on, don't be upset by what you see. He told you in his word, these things are coming. So don't let it upset you. If you are a child of God, you know what's in store for you. Oh, my goodness. Did you see what happened in the news today? As a child of God, you should be concerned. But it shouldn't make you anxious. Because you know who's in control. He says, now, it's going to be hard, Timothy, to live your life as a Christian. It's going to be hard. Persecution is coming. You're going to be mocked. People are going to hate you. 
People are going to shun you because of your belief in something that they cannot see. They're not going to understand who you are. They're going to treat you differently. It's not going to be easy for you, Timothy. Brother Ernest, can you run over to John chapter 15, verses 18 and 19? If the world hates you, mm -hmm. ye know that it hated me before it hated you. If you were the world, the world will love his own. Mm. But because ye are not of the world, but I have chosen you out of the world, therefore the world hated you. So, so, so if you get along with the world on a daily basis, if everything is good for you with the world on a daily basis, then you need to check yourself. Mm. Yep. Brother Ernest, run over to Proverbs 29. And 25 for me. See, we, we, that needs to be a change, church. But now the point he's making here is if all of these things are coming, and they are coming, then as a child of God, I need to stand firm. The fear of a man bringeth a snare. Mm -hmm. But whoso putteth his trust in the Lord shall be safe. Mm. Where's your trust this morning, church? Yep. So, so he tells him, he says, now, why are there going to be hard times for the people of God, Paul? Why is it going to be so, so hard? Now, <clears throat> Paul, Paul says in verses 2 through 9, and, 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 and as you read and as we go back and look at all of these things that we just read, where it says people are going to be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, proud, blasphemers, dishonest to parents. He, he, he runs down this list of things that you're going to see in people. These are going to be the, the characteristics that you're going to see in people in these last days when, when, when times become perilous. Now, this list of things that you see in Scripture are characteristics of people that you would expect to see that are in the world. These are characteristics of, of, of people that, that you would expect to see in that, that, that have not committed their lives to Christ. But now Paul is saying, Timothy, the problem is these characteristics, I'm not talking about them. I'm not talking about people in the world. I'm talking about people among us. That's why the times are going to be hard. Because, see, that, that, the church ought to be a place that you can run to. And you can have safety within the church ought to be filled with brothers and sisters that when I have a problem, I can confide in. But Paul is saying, no. Paul is saying, there's going to be some people among us. That you can't trust. Now, Paul said this over some 2,000 years ago. True And it's still evident mm -hmm. today. The word of God doesn't lie. Doesn't make any deviations. So the same problems that the church was having back then, we have today. That's why it's going to be harder. Because you see, I should be able to come in here and say, 
You know how it is when you've been outside cutting grass all day? Amen. And you come in and that cool air hits you. And you get you some lemonade, lemonade, or some Kool-Aid. And you sit up under that vent. When you come in here, you should be able to, to, to wipe the world out. You should be able to, to, to sit up under the coolness of salvation. You should be able to sit up under the coolness of edification from your brothers and sisters. You ought to be able to sit up under the coolness of the unity that we ought to have one for another. But sometimes you come in here and somebody has turned up the heat. That's what Paul is saying in these last days. Is that why we got to keep getting down on some heat in there out here? Yeah, brother. <laughs> I love you too. But he says now, in these last days. And the danger in this church, let's show them what the danger is, Brother Ernest. Let's go to Matthew chapter 24. Yes, sir. Verses 9 through 13. Let me show you what the danger is going to be in these perilous times. You got it, bro? Yeah. Then shall they deliver you up to be afflicted, mm -hmm. and shall kill you. And ye shall be hated of all nations for my name's sake. And then shall many be offended, mm. and shall betray one another, and shall hate one another. And many false prophets shall rise, and shall deceive many. And because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. But he that shall endure until the end, the same shall be saved. So we need to hold on. Yeah. We know these times are coming. But God has instructed us on what it is that we need to do. So you see, sometimes when we look at the numbers up here <clears throat> and we see the numbers dwindling, we can't always blame the world. I'm waiting. We can't always blame the world because if the world can't see a difference in us, why would they want to be part of us? Sometimes we are so hypocritical that we hurt ourselves. And you see, <clears throat> in times like these, in these perilous times, we gotta be careful, church. Because see, Satan has not changed. I, I saw a thing last week that says, you know, Satan, Satan never comes in through the front door very seldomly, but he looks for a crack in the foundation. And see, some, some, some congregations, if they're not careful, can have a lot of cracks in the foundation. Leadership needs to be strong to make sure we don't have any cracks in the foundation. But now he says, in these last days. So all of these characteristics that Paul is is laying down for Timothy are not found in people 
of the world right now. He's saying it's going to seep in among us. And you see, with social media now, it's always been there, but now with social media, things are more prevalent. It's easier for us to and see some things that happen on the other side of the world. We got to be careful. See, false teachers have always been able to come in. But leadership needs to be able to spot them. Because, see, the Bible says now, there were some of us that went out from us. And that still continues to be the case today. The Church of Christ loses members every day back into denominationalism because denominationalism offers them something that makes them feel good. Hmm. Oh, they got childcare. They go on trips. They rent out the movie theater. They have so and so and so and so coming in. They have concerts. They're going to hell if they don't straighten up. All right. Tell it, tell it, tell it. Now, don't y'all quote me. Y'all make sure you get it right. I said if they don't straighten up. Now, in these last days now, you got to be careful because, see, you, you, you got a lot of options out there. You got a lot of places saying this is the church. Now, you got to be careful. It is a church. But it's not the church. In these last days. Now, he says now, when all of these things are found within the people of God, so to speak, Paul is saying now, these are going to be the signs of the time. We're in these last days. And so now he says now, when he, when he finishes his dissertation on all of these characteristics, look at what he says in verse 5. He says now, when you spot these characteristics in these people, stay away from them. Avoid them. The church sometimes gets soft, church. I'll be real with you. We get soft sometimes. The Bible says if, if a member is walking disorderly and you go through the process of discipline, the last step it says now you need to withdraw from them. But by the time we get finished going through the steps, they've already withdrawn from us. Oh, they're a good member. They've been a member for a long time. The word of God says if they're walking disorderly. I'm going to keep it real this morning. We don't have enough lessons on church discipline. Because this is what happens. Brother Bell and I get into a disagreement. Brother Otis is the preacher. Brother Bear won't come to me. He'll run to Brother Otis. Brother Otis, I don't like Brother Spy. And Brother Otis will talk to him and counsel him what Brother Otis should do and say, you know what? Do what God says. You go to him. 
but I don't have time for it. We're going to do what the Bible says. We pride ourselves. We say, we're going to speak what the Bible speaks, and we're going to be silent where the Bible is silent. Well, stick to it. We burn preachers out trying to do stuff they should never be doing. Oh, I'm going to tell my preacher. Well, tell your preacher. <laughs> what you ought to do is stick to the word of God. The Bible says, if you have an ought against me, you come to me. Don't tell everybody else. In these last days, they're coming. And these characteristics, we can already find in church members. That's why we struggle sometimes. Because we don't understand what Paul is saying here. He says, now, you got to watch out for these people. Because, see, some of them will sneak into your houses. And they'll lead these gullible women away captive. He says, now, stay away from them. There are going to be some people who, 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 who are always learning and, 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 and learning and learning, but they never come to the knowledge of the truth. <clears throat> In other words, they're just reading. They'll be reading. And when they read something that they don't agree with it, they take it out and they set it aside. They never come to the knowledge of the truth. And then he says, you know what, the, the, some of these same people who, no matter how much you try to teach them, how much they learn, how much knowledge they acquire, mm. they're still not going to believe what they read. Mm. So he says, now these people, when you see that, stay away. You got somebody that always wants to argue about something. You want to take trivial stuff to the preacher? The Bible says, tells, tells us, he said, you know, don't even concern yourself with stuff like that. Genealogies, fables. Don't concern yourself with that because it is not even of importance. Preachers and leadership spend so much time caught up in some unnecessarily stuff, church, that doesn't really have anything to do with your salvation, but you run to them. You won't even take the time to open up and read for yourself, but you run tell them somebody. In these last days, Jesus, help. He says, no, but, 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 you don't have to worry about it. You don't even have to, to waste a lot of time trying to figure out who they are. He said, now, don't waste your time running around, going through the church directory. Is, is it this one? Is it this one? Paul says, just give it some time. They'll tell on themselves. They'll tell on themselves. Now, I'm an only child, so I'm, I'm, I'm just speaking off what I heard. 
If you got two or three kids and something gets broken, you bring those three kids in front of you and you say, who broke this? And one of two things is going to happen. The two that didn't break it will tell on the one that did. Or the one that did break it will tell on herself. So Paul says, don't waste your time trying to figure out who it is. Instead of wasting your time, give it some time, and they'll tell on themselves. Because hmm. the Bible says now what's in your heart, mm. it, 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 it's, it's going to eventually come out mm -hmm. through your mouth. So just give it some time, and they'll tell on themselves. But now, here again, the key is now, once they tell on themselves, mm. you need to stay away from them. And when I say the church is soft sometimes, see, we'll figure out who these people are, and we'll still congregate with them. But Paul's saying now, in order for you to keep your sanity, in order for you to keep the unity, in order for you to keep the peace, he's saying, Timothy, in order for you to do what needs to be done. Well, boy. Because, see, you can't do your job, Timothy, caught up in all of that mess. You have a job to do based upon the word of God so you don't have time to get caught up in sister so-and-so is in my parking spot. He said they're going to ultimately tell on themselves. So he says now, in light of all this, Timothy, don't let it shake you. Don't let it mess with your faith. Even those, even though those that you put your trust in, are going to betray you. He says, now, don't let that deter you. You keep on doing what needs to be done. Don't let it shake your faith. He said that because <clears throat> evil ain't going to stop. It's going to get worse. Tomorrow comes. You're going to say, I thought yesterday was bad. Because you can turn your TV on now, church, and people are doing things that you would never have thought of years ago. And sometimes our response is, what in the world? And when you say that, you've already answered your own question. Because it's in the world. What in the world was he thinking? Hmm. Why in the world did they do that? You answered your own question. It's because they are in the world. As a child of God, the Holy Spirit should be working within me to say, you know what? I'm going to help you discern between what's right and what's wrong. That's why he's here. When you come up out of there, you're full of this Holy Spirit. He's going to help you. The Bible says, now, I'm going to send you a comforter. Woo! All you got to do is just open up. All you got to do is let it guide you, and it'll guide you in all truths. But see, sometimes 
We want to direct our own steps, but the Bible clearly says it's not within man to direct his own steps. And every time you try to do that, the steps that you direct are going to lead you to the path of destruction. God's got a plan for you. We just got to stick to it. But he says now, in these last days. It's going to be hard, Timothy. So, how is it and what should Timothy do as he lives through these last days? What do we need to do to make it through these last days? How can we continue in our faith when the Bible says it's just going to get worse? Verses 14 through 17 make it very clear. The Bible says here, it says now, continue in the teachings that you heard, not only that you've heard, but that you have learned. Those are two things. There's a conjunction in there. <clears throat> you have to hear it, and you have to learn it. A lot of students go to school, and they hear instruction every day, but they don't learn. Now, here's the key sometimes. It's not because they can't. Sometimes it's because they don't want to. I want to do my own thing. In the goodness of God, God said, you know what? I'm going to let you do your thing. But you've got to suffer the consequences. Y'all remember Jonah? The Bible says now the word of God came unto Jonah. It told him to arise and go speak against Nineveh. Jonah said, you know what, I'm not doing that. Because, see, Jonah didn't have a lot of respect for the Assyrians. So Jonah said, you know what, I'm not going there. I'm going to go down here to Jaffa, and when I get to Jaffa, I'm going to get on a boat, and I'm going to go down to Tarshish. But when you look at that, there are some key things in there. The Bible says now, when he fled the presence of God, he went down to Jaffa. Get on a boat. Now, 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 this is the way God works. God says, if you want to leave, I'll give you some transportation. It was there waiting for him. But now when he got there, he went down to Joppa. And then when he got there, the Bible says now he paid the fare. It's going to cost you when you leave God. So he says now, he got there. He went down to Joppa, paid the fare. He went down to the bottom of the ship. See, when you leave God, you don't have anywhere to go but, but down. And then when they, when they took off, God says, you know what? I still love you. So what did God do? God caused a great storm to come. The people on the ship begin to throw stuff off. Then they went to Jonah, and Jonah says, it's because of me. But Jonah said, you know what? Don't worry about it. Just toss me over. But God, in his infinite wisdom, said, okay, even when they tossed you over, I got something waiting for you. I got something waiting for you. 
So he put him in there. Three days. That's a whole nother thing. It gets deep. Because this whole story is symbolic of what Christ went through as well now. So now, but, but the point I want to make is when he was in there in those three days, <laughs> he came to his senses. See, anytime you leave the father's house, you're going to go down. The prodigal son left. Give me what's mine. Went, lived a life of folly, and when he went down as far as he could go to where he was telling the pigs, move over, this husk is mine. I had it better in my father's house, so let me get up and dust myself off and head back home. We got some people that have left the body of Christ, and they found themselves telling the pigs of the world, move over, this is my husk. But then when they hit rock bottom, they said, you know what? I had it better in my father's house. Let me rise up and go back home. And the father was there waiting every day. He was looking. He was praying, saying, today might be the day my son comes back home. So every day he would go and he would look down to the road. And lo and behold, one day, he says, oh, there he is. My son has come home. And he ran to him, put some shoes on his feet, gave him some clothes to put on, put a ring on his finger, put him back in the family, told him to get me a calf over here. My son that once was lost is now home. Welcomed him back home in these last days. We need to make sure that everybody that's left, we take an opportunity to welcome them back home. We've lost some members. When they come back, we don't need to say, where you been? We just need to say, welcome. Welcome home. People have left, church, because like I said, they're walking wounded. It takes time for those wounds to heal. But when they come back, it ought to be welcome home. In these last days, church, times are going to get hard. And the only thing that we have to rely on is the word of God. He said, stay within these scriptures. Because that's the key. That's the problem solver. You can find an answer to everything that you're going through in the word of God. And see, 2 Timothy, let's go to 2 Timothy 3. And it talks about the word of God. And it says that it is the inspired word of God. Inspired means that it is God-breathed. So everything that you read on these pages of inspiration, the people of God or the men of God wrote it and they were led by the Holy Spirit. So whatever you see on these pages of inspiration is exactly what God wanted us to see. So when we look at these things, church, Paul told Timothy, he said, now if you stay in these scriptures. Now back then, he was talking about from Genesis to Malachi. Yeah. 
He said, now, if you stay within these, that's the key. Everything that you need is in here. And sometimes we say here, well, the Old Testament was just like our schoolmaster. You know, it, it, it pointed us in the right direction. It told us that a Messiah or a Savior was coming. So, see, we don't need to neglect the Old Testament. There's some value in the Old Testament. There's some power in the Old Testament. I love the way God dealt with people in the Old Testament. You can mess up if you wanted to. I love the part where, you know, back in the old, if they caught you stealing, you know? So even today, as a store owner, and I see somebody come in there, hey, where your potato chips at? I know to keep an eye. They can't steal as much. But I need to keep my eye on them. But he says, <laughs> I'm sorry, y'all. But, <laughs> but he said, now, this word of God is inspired. Brother Ernest, can you get 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 20 and 21? 2 Peter chapter 1, verses 20 and 21, please. Knowing this first, mm -hmm. that no prophecy of the scriptures is of any private interpretation. For the prophecy came not in old time by the will of man, but holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. Mm -hmm. We're going to come to a close. But when we look at this word of God, it is profitable. It is beneficial for teaching, mm -hmm. rebuke, yeah. correction, and for training in righteousness. Yeah. So if you want to tell somebody, ah, oh, what you saying ain't right, it better be what you saying better be based upon the word of God. Yeah. If you want to correct somebody, your corrections better be based upon the word of God. Because now, it says now, the word of God is for, is for teaching. So after you have been taught <clears throat> and you go astray, the word of God says, I can rebuke you to get you back in line. And now, after I rebuke you, the, the word of God will tell you what it is you need to do to correct your errors. Why, Brother Spivey? The Bible says, so, so, so you can be perfect. See, the Bible is going to show you how to live a righteous life. That's what the word of God is for. It teaches us. It exposes our sin. It corrects our direction to make sure we're on a one-way path to making heaven our home. And once again, the purpose is so that the man of God can be thoroughly furnished. Not in some good works, but in all good works. It's simple, church. In these last days, in these perilous times, all we need to do is stick with God and stick to the word mm -hmm. of God. But you can rest assured that these are the last days. And we want to make sure that if we do what the Bible says, we can rest assured that when he returns, we can hear him say, well done, my good and faithful servant.
these last days. But we got two ways of looking at this, church. Today could be our last day. And we got to make sure that we don't have time to get ready sometimes. We need to always be ready. So in order for you <clears throat> to be ready, we're going to extend the invitation in just a second. And if there's any corrections that you need to make, make those corrections based upon the word of God. Don't look at who's seated to the left or to the right of you and say, you know what, I wish I could be like them. If that's the case, you may open up your eyes one day and both of you may be in the wrong place. If you're going to make corrections, make corrections based upon the word of God. And if you want to make heaven your home, the Bible says that you have to obey God's plan of salvation. John says no one cometh to the Father but by the Son. So you have to go through the Son to get to the Father. God's plan of salvation. Now you don't have to worry about it because it is a proven plan. Tested, tried and true. All you got to do, the Bible says, is hear the word of God. Believe what it is that you have heard. Repent of your sins. Confess Christ as being the son of the true and living God. Be baptized for those remission of your sins. And then the revelation writer says you got to live faithful unto death. But God loves you so much in his infinite wisdom that if you get off track, you have repentance. And when you repent, you don't have to go to the back of the line like we say like it is at Kroger's. You get right back in line where you stepped out at. And God once again says, welcome. Welcome home. So whatever it is that you need when you examine yourself, whether it is you just need prayer, God is able. So we are about to extend the invitation. So examine yourself and whatever needs, whatever changes you need to make, we ask you to stand and come and make those requests known. Will you stand, please? Will you come, please? Do we have one this morning? And it's grace so free is sufficient for me. And deep is its fountain, as wide as the sea. Do we have one this morning? There's room at the cross for you. Will you come, please? There's room at the cross for you. You don't have to be ashamed. Cross <laughs> when you come down here and you look out, there's somebody the out there that needs to do the same thing come, that you just did. There's still room for Do we have another this morning? Yes, there's room. Tomorrow may not come, church. Today you. may be your last day to get things right. Oh, millions have found him Will you come, friend, And have turned from the sins they have sinned. Ask yourself this question. If Christ were to come back today, to would you be ready? And welcome a sinner. And if your answer is yes, then you may be seated. There's room at the cross for you. But it's still not too late. There's room at the cross for you. Though millions have come, there's still room for one. Yes, there's room at the cross for you.
The hand of my Savior is strong. Still not too late. And the love of my Savior is long. Through sunshine or rain, through loss or in gain, the blood flows from Calvary to cleanse every stain. There's room at the cross for you. There's room at the cross for you. Though millions have come, there's still room for one. Yes, there's room at the cross for you. The cross upon which Jesus died is a shelter in which we can hide. And his grace so free is sufficient for me. And deep is this fountain as wide as the sea. There's room at the cross for you. I don't want you to leave here saying, I wish I had a. There's room at the cross for you. Though millions have come, as we said, these last days could be your last day. Yes, there's room. So make sure you're right in the eyesight of God. Though millions have found him a friend and have turned from the sins they have sinned, the Savior still waits to open the gates and welcome a sinner before it's too late. There's room at the cross for you. There's room at the cross for you. Though millions have come, there's still room for one. Yes, there's room at the cross for you. There's room at the cross for you. There's room at the cross for you. Though millions have come, there's still room for one. Yes, there's room at the cross for you. I want to thank you for listening this morning, church, and I'm going to sit down because I've, I've lost my voice. But I hope that we've said something this morning that can help you throughout the course of this week. So don't let people scare you when they say, oh, these are the last days. Yeah? You've been living in the last days for a lot of days. But what I want to impress upon you is today could be your last day. So we need to make sure that we are right in the eyesight of God. Thank you for listening, church. Once again, let the church say amen. amen. <laughs> he talking about he lost his voice. <laughs> Isn't God good? He waited till after he got through. <laughs> And then he loses voice. <laughs> yeah, the last days, you could substitute that by saying the last age. There has been three ages since this world began. 
the patriarchal age where they tend to follow what the father said. The Mosaic age where they went by the law of Moses. But now we are living in the Christian age. This is the last age. And when God gets ready, he's going to send Christ, come back to judge the world. What we have to do is get ready while we still have time. <laughs> God has said that he has given us a chance. Some people say, Christ's been gone for nearly 2,000 years. I don't see him. How come he hadn't come back? He's given you a chance to get right. <laughs> That's why. These are the last days, and we need to get ready in these last days. Thank you, Brother Spivey. Wonderful, wonderful message. He, he also spoke about how that this could be our last days. Do y'all know that when death comes, it has the same effect as Judgment Day? <laughs> All opportunities end at that point. Same as Judgment. So let's get right. And not just get right, let's stay right. <laughs> and encourage one another to do so. We have those that have come to make their wishes known. Sister Shante Thompson is coming, Thomas is coming, and she is asking for the prayers of the church, stating that she is sin, and she is asking for the prayers of the church for strength for her and also for her family. Amen. Sister Darlene Thompson is coming, stating that she is sin, and she is asking for the prayers of the church uh, and asking that we pray for her. Uh, that she can be strong in the word of God. Amen. Sister Regina White is coming, stating that she is sin, and she is asking for the prayers of the church, not only for her, but also for her sister-in-law. Uh, she's in stage four of cancer, uh, but she's going to be traveling, and so uh, Regina's going to be traveling to go see her, and so she's also asking for prayers for traveling grace as well. Brother Lorenzo Shelton, uh, he's requesting the prayers of the church. He just wants us to keep him in our prayers. Sister Andrea Shelton uh, is requesting the prayers of the church. Uh, she's asking the prayers of the church for uh, herself, for her health, and also for this Johnny Shelton, and also for Cocretia and the family, and Latia. Harris, uh, also for her health as well. Brother John Phillips is coming, and he's asked for the prayers of the church. Uh, he says, uh, as was stated this morning, the, the Gina is in the hospital uh, dealing with some heart problems and also got pneumonia. And then also Gene is having a difficult time at this time. So let's continue to pray for them and Brother Phillips and all of the family in, the, in our prayers. Amen. Brother Timmy Jackson has stated that he has sinned and he has repented and he is asking for the prayers of the church for forgiveness and for strength. Amen. Brother Ernest Davis is stating that he has sinned and he has asked for the prayers of the church, not only for him, but also for the Wright family that lives 
across the street right up here. We know about a year ago they had their daughter that was um, having some brain uh, problems. And they're saying now that the doctors have given up on, on her at this time. And they're asking the church to pray for her. Now, if the family is asking the church, y'all, they see something in us. <laughs> they see something in the church. Let's pray for the family. Because you never know, us being here, what that might do for the family. <laughs> so let's just continue to keep them in our prayers as well. Having said that, let's go to the throne. Our Heavenly Father, once again, we are so thankful for the message that you put upon your servant's heart. We ask that you would continue to help us, Heavenly Father, to take this message in, reminding us that these are the last days. And we ask, Heavenly Father, that you would please help us to get ready for that time that's coming. Father, we ask that you would continue to bless with each and every one of these that have come to make their requests known. Father, there's so many things that are going on in, in the lives of people today. Even those that are sitting here right now that are dealing with bereavement, those that are dealing with health issues, those that are dealing with financial issues. Father, just so many things are going on, and we ask that you would please bless all of these, Heavenly Father, and everyone that, that is in need, Heavenly Father, we ask that you would please grant them the things in which they stand in need of, which is all of us, Heavenly Father, for we all have needs and can do nothing without you. Father, we ask that you would continue to bless those that are traveling, grant them traveling grace, Father, those that have the, that the doctors have given up on, Father, we know that the doctors may have, but you still can. And we ask, Heavenly Father, if it be your will, Heavenly Father, to turn things around and let it be according to thy will. But if not, thy will must be done. And we ask that you would continue to be with the families, whichever way it goes. Continue to be with us all, Heavenly Father, and strengthen us all and help us as we go through this path of life. Help us to, to get past those fiery dots of Satan and, and help us to stay with you, Father, that we can one day hear thy son say, well done, thy good and faithful servant. Bless our children, Heavenly Father, and bless them as they continue to go back to school. Help them to be safe, Heavenly Father, and Help us all, Heavenly Father, to, to do those things that would be pleasing in that sight. In the name of Christ we pray, amen. amen. But you have sent him from your side to walk upon this guilty side and to become the lamb of god O lamb of god sweet lamb of god i love the holy lamb of god oh why 
wash me in his precious blood. My Jesus Christ, the Lamb of God. As we prepare for the communion and get ready to take up offering, let's all notice page 874. That is page 874. Jesus is Lord. Page 874. All found? Let us all sing. Jesus is Lord, my Redeemer, how he loves me, how I love him, he is risen, he is Come quickly, Alleluia. Precious is He, He that cometh. I will love Him. I will serve Him. Shouts of glory, I will join him, Alleluia. Before we pray for the collection, we're going to read First uh, Corinthians chapter 16, verses 1 and 2. 1 Corinthians chapter 16, verses 1 and 2. And it reads, And now concerning the, the collection for the saints, as I have given order to the churches of Galatia, even so do ye. Upon the first day of the week, let every one of you lay by him in store, as God hath prospered him, that there be no gathering when I come. Let's all pray. A fall joy in heaven, we come to you saying thank you. We again thank you for this service that we had thus far. This time, Father, thank you for this opportunity to give back which is already yours. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. amen. As we focus our minds on the death, burial, and resurrection of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, we're gonna read Matthew chapter 26, verses 26 through 28. And also you can prepare your emblem as well. Matthew chapter 26, verses 26 through 28. And it reads, and as they were eating, Jesus took bread and blessed it and break it, and gave it to the disciples, and said, Take ye, this is my body. And he took the cup, and gave thanks, and gave it to them, saying, Drink ye all of it, for this is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for many for the remission of sins. Let us all pray. Our Father, Troy in heaven, we come to you again saying thank you. We thank you for the greatest sacrifice known to man of you sending your only begotten son to, on the cross, Father his hands and feet that were nailed on the cross, Father, 
blood and uh, and his blood that was shed on the cross for our sins. Father, we pray that we will continue to live a life that shows our love for you in Christ. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. amen. We now take up the bread. Take of the blood. This is a portion of our service. For our closing song this morning, we will all notice page 243. That is page 243, Home of the Soul. We will sing the first and the last verse of page two, four, three. All found? Let us all stand and sing. If for the prize we have striven after our labors are o'er, Rest to our souls will be given on the eternal shore. Home of the soul, blessed kingdom of life, free from all care and wherefore lift no storm we are sighing for thee beautiful home of the ransom beside the crystal sea yes a sweet rest is remaining for the true children of God where there will be no complaining, never a chastening rod. Home of the soul, blessed kingdom of light, free from all care and wherefore lift no are sighing for thee, beautiful home of the ransom beside the crystal sea. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, most wise and awesome God, we'd like to thank you for this day, a day which you have made and a day which you are glad with us in here. Yes. And also we'd like to thank you for your son who suffered bleeding down the cross that we may have a right to, to your life. And the Father, we'd like, to, like for you to 
go with the, the one that spoke, Brother Spivey had at this time in the Father, continue to be with him. Continue that he, continue to proclaim your word with, with the boldness and no fear. And all those, and also be with us, the heroes, that we, also, that we shall continue to be uh, not just hearers, but doers of your most holy divine word. Now, by the grace of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit, rest, rule, and abide with us forever and always. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Amen. <laughs>